Attention, all troops. He's alive. Alive. Welcome to the Retroist. Growing up, I had decent access to about four or five arcades. None of them were in my hometown, so all of them required getting in a car with somebody and being taken to them. My grandmother lived up by the river that overlooked New York City, and we would go up to visit her every weekend, or sometimes she would come to us. I liked going up to there because sometimes we were on our way, I could talk my family into stopping at one or two of my favorite places. Those two places were the Silver Ball Arcade, and the comic book store. Now, the comic book store was the first comic book store I'd ever gone to. Up until I found it, I had gotten all my comics from the local newspaper vendor. Now, here's the interesting thing when two of my favorite places and their worlds collided. I go to the Silver Ball Arcade, and I go to play one of my favorite games, Mr. Do. And there is a guy playing Mr. Do, and he's really good at playing it. He's a bit older, had real long hair, a beard. I couldn't take my eyes off the game. I watched everything he did, trying to figure out why he was so good, and he noticed that I was. He finished his game, he did pretty well, and he got up and left. I got on the game and started playing. Fast forward to next weekend, I get to the Silver Ball Arcade, I run right over to Mr. Do, put in my money, and start playing. I'm playing about 15-20 minutes when the guy I saw last week comes in and starts watching me play. Now I had had another quarter up and I wanted to continue playing. So he sat there and watched me and he said, wow, you're pretty good at Mr. Do. I said, all I want to play is Mr. Do. I love Mr. Do. I was just talking Mr. Do to an adult, probably saying Mr. Do way too many times. That comes into play just a little bit later because it was on that day that I would find the comic book store that was near my grandmother's house. And that happened because my sister needed a new pair of shoes. It's a long story. We went to this shoe store that we had never been to before. Across the street was this comic book store. I went in and I was blown away. It's the first comic book store I'd ever gone into. I remember the smell. I remember the sights. It's always going to stay with me. I also remember that behind the counter was the guy who had been playing Mr. Do. The guy who was playing Mr. Do at his lunchtime also ran a comic book store, which in my head meant he had the greatest life ever. He spotted me and he said, hey, Mr. Do, how you doing? From that point on, whenever I went in, he called me Mr. Do. For eight years, he called me Mr. Do. He never called me anything else. He never, I don't think, learned my real name. I loved that comic book store and I was really sad when it finally closed, but it stays with me and its association with Mr. Do is still really strong and I think about it every time I play and I still play Mr. Do almost weekly on an emulator. It is one of my favorite arcade classics and it is the subject of today's show. We're going to talk about Mr. Do, who developed it, how the game is played, we'll go over some strategy, we'll talk a little bit about its sequels, and we'll talk a little bit about some of the bugs and ports that the game has had. We have an info-packed episode ahead of us, so without further ado, let's start the show.
So let's talk a little bit about Universal, the company that made Mr. Do. It shouldn't be confused with Universal Entertainment. This Universal was Universal Lease Company, which was established in December of 1969. It would later change its name to Universal Distributing of Nevada. It is probably best known as the developer of Mr. Do, but it would also make another very successful video game, Ladybug, and the arcade adaptation of the game Space Panic. Later on, they would try to get in on the Laserdisc video game craze and released Super Don Quixote in 1984. Now, this was supposed to be followed up every six months by another game that would be released on the Universal Laserdisc system. And that would have included a Laserdisc adventure based on Mr. Do. But sadly, they stopped producing arcade games in 1985, and Don Quixote would be the only game released on that system. Later, Universal would become part of Aruze, A-R-U-Z-E, Corporation, which would change its name to Universal Entertainment Corporation. They make pachinko slot machines and other gaming products. They have a license to distribute and manufacture casino machines in New Jersey, Nevada, and Mississippi. They are currently headquartered in Tokyo and are the license holder of the Shadow Hearts video game franchise. But enough about Universal. Let's talk about everybody's favorite clown, Mr. Do. Mr. Do is a circus clown, and in his original game, the object is to score as many points as you can by digging tunnels underground and collecting cherries. While doing so, you're constantly being chased by monsters which resemble dinosaurs. And if they catch you, you lose your life. When you lose all your lives, the game is over. The cherries in the game are distributed throughout the level and the design changes from board to board, but they're always bunched in groups of eight. Mr. Dew has some really cool features in that there's a lot going on and there are multiple ways to play the game. You can go around trying to collect all the cherries and that'll clear the board, or you can also try to kill all the monsters. And now there's another level of the game going on in that treats will appear in the middle of the board. If you grab those treats, a special character will appear, and he's a little bit more difficult to get. He has a letter on him, and if you get that letter, it'll be either E, X, T, R, or A, spelling extra. As you do that, it fills in the word extra at the top of the board. Now, when you activate the treat, you have to make sure that the letter is on the one that you want, because that's the one that is going to come out. If you spell out extra, you get an extra life, and the board is over. Now, just like a pinball machine, Mr. Do has one of what I thought was the greatest features in a video game. It gave you an extra credit for getting the diamond, and the diamond would appear and made this wonderful sound, and when you heard it, your heart started racing and you started running toward the diamond. If you got the diamond, you got an extra credit, and the level would end as well, and you would move on to the next one. It was mind-blowingly amazing to have a game that had the ability for you to earn extra credits by continuing to play. And why other games didn't jump on that 
besides the fact that they're trying to earn money, is beyond me because it was thrilling and got me coming back again and again just for the thrill of finding that diamond. Mr. Dew is not without some sort of offense. There are apples throughout the board. And these apples, unlike other things on the board, are affected by gravity. And they will fall downward depending on where you put your tunnels. And you can drop them on the red dinosaurs or on the creatures that come out when you try to get the extra letters. You can also use them to block passageways, but if you do that long enough, the red dinosaurs will start digging around them, or the creatures that come out with the letter can eat the apple. You also have something called a powerball. The powerball is Mr. Dew's main offense weapon. You throw it, and it just starts bouncing around the maze that you've made. If it hits something, it kills it. If it gets back to you, it gets back into your inventory, you could throw it again. If you throw it when you need it, you can really be in trouble. We'll talk a little bit about the strategy of using the Powerball a little bit later. Mr. Dew was designed by Kazutoshi Ueda and came out in December of 1982. Now, there are a lot of people who will say that the game is similar to the game Dig Dug. And Dig Dug by itself is a wonderful game, but they just happen to both be digging games. And to say that Mr. Dew ripped off Dig Dug is like saying that Mega Man ripped off Super Mario Brothers. They happen to have some game concepts in common, but they are completely different, and to me, I find Mr. Dew a lot more engaging and challenging because it's just a lot more fun. Colorful, there's a lot more gameplay going on, and it doesn't require a lot of pounding of a button. The game was released in two models, an upright game and, of course, a cocktail arcade game. Very popular. The game went over really well, enough that it spawned multiple sequels, which we'll talk about a little later. Mr. Do was the first arcade game to be released as a conversion kit, meaning you could convert another system into a Mr. Do game. So if you see Mr. Do in an arcade or wherever you might be lucky enough to find one nowadays, you might notice that each arcade game could look differently, and that is because it was converted from one game into Mr. Do. It would go on to sell 30,000 units in the United States. Not bad. Today's show is brought to you by your local gardening store. You can't always be digging like Mr. Dew, so go dig out in your garden. It's a lot of fun. To become the perfect gardener, check with nature's partner. Gotta love those gardening stores. Before we get into the strategy of Mr. Do, I want to talk a little bit about some of the bugs that have been found in the game. Some of them will only be visible to you if you play the game a lot. And while some of them are kind of amusing, some of them are also kind of annoying. If you play the game and are good enough to score over a million points, the game will reset itself to zero points. So say you reach 1,050,000 points, the score will show as 50,000 points. And all the math and summary screens will be based on the 50,000 point score as opposed to your 1 million points. If you play the game long enough to pass the 256th screen, the difficulty rating resets. At this point, the treats in the middle also reset. Now, while this might seem annoying, it is also really advantageous because the game is so much easier that you're able to gain a few extra lives at this point in the game. 
occasionally the very sought-after diamond will be impossible to reach. It is really frustrating, and I've seen it reported by multiple people. It just seems like it's a graphical glitch, and there are multiple graphical glitches that will bother people, including distorted screens, weird positioning of apples and cherries, and also the ability for the ball to get stuck off-screen for a while. When that happens, you just have to wait for it to respawn. That is really a horrible thing because without your ball, you're pretty helpless in this game, especially at the higher levels. The Retroist Podcast will return after these messages. Now, playing on ColecoVision, Mr. Do and Time Pilot, two of the best new arcade games for the best system made. This is Time Pilot, a battle with aircraft from the past and the future. Homing missile! Got him! Uh-oh! Move bomber! And this is Mr. Do. Mow a path to his fruit and start picking, but don't get picked off. Powerball! Nice shot. Mr. Do and Time Pilot, now playing on ColecoVision. The best system in town keeps getting better. Play-Doh. They love it. That's because they can do so much with it. You're the Play-Doh boy. Right. Kids love to squish it and squash it and roll it. But most of all, kids like Play-Doh because they can make anything they imagine. I remember you. I remember you, too. Play-Doh. Touch my goldfish, Mommy. Oh, I had a little help. <laughs> now, at J.C. Penny. From Atari, Pac-Man, heading your way with a special offer, only from JCPenney. Purchase a Pac-Man video game cartridge and another Atari cartridge, or Pac-Man and an Atari video computer system, and get a free Pac-Man t-shirt. Pac-Man and JCPenney, if it's not the fastest moving fun you've ever had, we'll eat our words. And now back to the Retroist Podcast. If you're coming to Mr. Do for the first time, I'll try to give you some helpful hints for playing it. My number one rule is take the higher ground. Try to get to the top of the screen as fast as possible and try to work it as best you can with apples and your Powerball. It's also a really good location to have available to you when you get the treat and can run up really quick and knock off the letter as soon as it appears. Another thing you should practice, and practice a lot, is understanding how the ball leaves Mr. Dew's hand. He kind of throws it downward, and this comes into play with the geometry of the screen and where the ball is going to go and how it's going to bounce off walls. If you do it long enough, it just becomes natural. But the first few games you play, you really should play around with getting to the edge of something, throwing it out, or being up against an apple and throwing your ball out, so that you can get a really good feel for how it's supposed to work and how most efficiently to kill your quarry when you're playing the game. Now, this is something you have to figure out for yourself while playing it and really get a feel for your enemy, because those red dinosaur guys will turn into what are called diggers and dig around the apple, and that happens a lot more as the game gets more difficult, as you get higher screens. So what you have to determine is, should I try to eat as many cherries as fast as I can? Should I try to take out as many monsters as I can and thin the herd, so to speak? I often find that the answer to how I'm going to clear the board is somewhere in the middle of that. Try to kill as many as I can, and depending on what is happening at the moment, I change my strategy. So be fluid as Mr. Do. 
always be looking for the most points in the fastest time possible. I mean, if you're awesome at the game and you're a better player than me, perhaps you can do it all. You can eat the cherries, kill all the monsters, get all the letters. I find that that is nearly impossible. And so I think a perfect strategy is one that allows you to think on your feet and understand what is going on in the board. Remember to always be looking up at the letters, making sure that you only grab the treat when the letter you want is highlighted and that's the one that's going to come out. That way you don't waste a treat and that you're getting those extra lives and those will come in handy on the later boards. One of my favorite ways to kill a lot of creatures is to build a long path upward and to try to drop an apple on them. This gets a lot harder on later levels. It's really a risk and you got to move really fast to get multiple kills but it really racks up the points. Worth looking into when you can pull it off, when you see that diamond, run for it. It's not as exciting on an emulated system where you have unlimited lives. It's much more exciting in the arcade, but diamonds are still worth 8,000 points, so it's worthwhile getting it just for the points. Like Pac-Man, Mr. Do has some wonderful little Easter eggs, kind of cutscenes as you move forward and progress through the game. It also has great screens for earning an extra life and getting a free game. You will never be happier to earn an extra guy in a game than when you do it in Mr. Do. It is like a parade every time. Since Mr. Do was so popular in the arcade, a couple of companies bought the rights to make home console and computer titles. Coleco secured the rights to bring the game to its console and released it for the ColecoVision, a great port, as well as one for the Atari 2600, not quite as good. Datasoft would purchase the right to bring the game to computers and released it on most popular computer systems in North America and Europe. In the 1990s, they would release Mr. Do on the Super NES. If you are on the Nintendo Wii, Check out the Wii Virtual Console. I have not been on the Wii Virtual Console. While I heard it was going to be released in Japan, it might be released in North America as well, so make sure you check it. You could be playing Mr. Do on your Wii right now. Why aren't you? If you went into some arcades, you might notice some graphical variations on Mr. Do, and there were some hacks that changed the graphics of Mr. Do so that it looked like other things. Some notable ones that I've read about are Mr. Dig Do, which changes the graphics to look like Dig Dug, Mr. Zhang, which changed the clown into an old Asian guy, and the monsters into clowns, and apples into mahjong blocks, and then there was Yankee Doo, which changed the graphics to make them seem more patriotic, which seems like it should have been called Mr. Yankee Doodle Doo, but seemed like a missed opportunity. The Retroist Podcast will return after these messages. There's something deliciously new at McDonald's, but we're not sure what to name it. I like buttery French croissant. Croissant. McCroissant. Melted cheese and Canadian bacon. Cheese or bacon? Cheese or bacon? A McDonald's farm fresh gray egg. McGiggle. Our brand new sandwich is in the making. Try it any time after 11. You could win a trip to Paris for naming our new... Exhausting McDonald's and you. Our new light flaky, uh... Kids are big, and kids are small. Kids are us. Now there's a place that suits them all. Kids are us. Now they're finally. Kids are us. A clothing store just for kids. Kids are us. Kids are us. Kids are hot. Kids are cool. Kids are chic. Kids are us. Kids are tops. Kids are now. Kids are neat. Kids are us. Kids look nice at a price you can't beat
And now back to the Retroist Podcast. There were three sequels to Mr. Do. Mr. Do's Castle, which was released in 1983, which is also known as Mr. Do vs. the Unicorns. It would be followed after that by Mr. Do's Wild Ride and Do Run Run, which both of those titles came out in 1984. Mr. Do's Castle, which was called Mr. Do vs. the Unicorns in Japan, was probably the most successful of the Mr. Do sequels and bears a resemblance to the game Space Panic. It consists of a bunch of platforms and pushable ladders. It was very popular and was ported to even more systems than the original Mr. Do. It came out on the ColecoVision, the 2600, the 5200, the Commodore 64, and many others. It would be followed up by Mr. Do's Wild Ride in 1984, a game I pumped quarter after quarter after quarter into at a corner store near my house, never doing as well as I did on the original Mr. Do, but I could not stop because it had Mr. Do in a scenario involving a roller coaster, and I just thought that was amazing. It is a really cool game, but I thought very difficult, and after playing it this morning, I still have those same feelings. The final Mr. Do title was Do Run Run, which came out in 1984. In this game, Mr. Do returns to his roots with his Powerball, and instead of burrowing underground in this game, to get at the cherries, you run along the playfield picking up dots and leaving a line behind you. And by doing so, you're encouraged to create closed-off sections which turn any dots in that area into cherries, sort of like how you might do with quicks to create little color fields. Sadly, the giant apples are gone in that game. But there are two log traps which can be triggered and used to your advantage. So that game is somewhat of a cross between Quicks, Mr. Do, Pac-Man, and maybe a little Congo Bongo thrown in for good measure. Of course, the title is a reference to the song The Do Run Run, which was a 1963 hit by the Crystals. Okay, that's really very good. I'd like to try it just one more time, and then we'll call it a day. I met her on a Monday and my heart stood still. Somebody told me that her name was Jill. Okay, great, great. All right, I'll see you next week. We'll learn some new tunes. We'll have a great time. Bye-bye. In addition to the sequels and ports, there were two interesting releases of Mr. Do, including an LCD adaptation of the game by Tomy, which came out in 1983, and a completely new version of the game, Neo Mr. Do, which was developed by Visco and released on the Neo Geo in 1996. All of the home versions of the game are pretty good. I think that the ColecoVision was outstanding for the time. The big problem I find with playing Mr. Do at home is the thrill of the diamond is gone, so there's no need for it, so they remove it. And to me, the diamond was a really big part of what brought me back again and again, the thrill of potentially winning a free game. Mr. Do is a arcade classic that often gets overshadowed by other games, and I think is unfairly compared to Dig Dug way too often. For those of you who enjoy Dig Dug, who've never picked up Mr. Do, you're in for a real treat. Mr. Do is a real fun game, and I think in a lot of ways superior I guess that's arguable. If you have the ability to emulate, say you have MAME, make sure you pick up Mr. Do, maybe try the sequels. If you are lucky enough to have a classic arcade in your area, grab a couple of quarters, head over there, get on Mr. Do. You're going to enjoy it. And if you're like me, 
when you hear that diamond music, your heart is going to skip a beat, and you're going to make a mad dash to get it. And when you do, life is good. Rocks and gems and minerals. Rocks and gems and minerals. Thanks for listening to the show. For more retro fun, you can drop by the website at www.retroist.com. You can follow me on Facebook and Twitter. I'm at facebook.com slash retroist and twitter.com slash retroist. The music you hear on the show is provided by Peachy. If you have musical needs, you can email Peachy at peachy at retroist.com. Thanks for listening to the show, and I hope you have a great weekend. There are different kinds of rock. Think of some before you knock. Do you know some kinds of rock? Scratch your head and give. Granite, sandstone, marble, slate, shale, limestone, flint, obsidian, feldspar. Good. That's enough for now. How are the rocks formed? Well, some rocks, like obsidian, were formed from lava that came from erupting volcanoes. And other rocks, like shale and sandstone, were deposited in layers by rivers and on the seashore. Other rocks, like slate, were formed in the earth by great heat and pressure. Rocks and gems and minerals, rocks and gems and minerals. Anyone can have some fun with rocks and gems and minerals. Oh, Mr. Dew, you make me so happy. This has been a retrospective production. Goodbye.